hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We, we'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will bring back repressed traumatic childhood memories of that time you walked in on your mom and dad getting their freak on late in the night. And they had to explain to you that sometimes mamas and daddies like to play dress up. As you stared in horror at your father, bound and gagged, bent over the ironing table, holding your pet gerbil snuckles in his mouth, and your mom wearing a leather bra that said, Lena, the pain queen. What happens when a group of teenagers cruise the streets of their hometown late into the night, only to come upon a group of strange men, seemingly marching in unison down a dark, deserted street? Who are these figures? Were they human? And why were they terrifying this community? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And indeed it is 855-853-4802. Call it 24-7. Share your real ghost story with us or you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want access to all of our bonus stuff, we have so much of it to give you. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Would you like it with no commercials? None at all? Plus you get advanced episodes of the show and exclusive EPP bonus episodes. Get that at ghostpodcast.com. You can also go through Patreon. The link there at ghostpodcast.com. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hi, Tony. Hi. Hey, so I just got back from a little haunted vacation. A haunted vacation? It kind of was. I mean, it wasn't intentionally a haunted vacation say, you, or anything like that. Were you seeking it out is, was the next question. But. Well, I went to where my sister lives and they have that haunted building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went there, confirmed once again, yeah, the building's haunted. Wasn't it like originally a funeral home or something? Or... It was a funeral home, yeah. yeah. Okay. And in fact, like I saw, you know when you see those black and white super creepy photos of old timey guys sitting around or whatever it might be? Yeah. They, sh- they had a picture of the original building with a bunch of these old-timey guys sitting there it just is like i couldn't even look at it it just creeped me out to even look at that picture nothing like it was haunted or anything like that in the picture it's just like i don't know it's like those guys are sitting right where i'm sitting right now mm-hmm. and it was just weird because the picture is probably from like 19 i don't know it's old black and white fuzzy one yeah 1920s probably sure so a hundred years the first ago, day that photography came about, one or the other, I don't know, because <laughs> the building's from like, I don't know, eighteen sixty or something like that, eighteen seventy five. I can't remember. But anyway, it's just the creepiest building, and I'm and I'm gonna separate these into two different stories. So I'll tell, okay, I'll tell the stories about that building first. Okay. So we're there, and my sister 
my other sister originally had bought the building. And when she moved out, she put a bunch of her stuff into the back room of that building, that upper floor. And it's creepy. I don't like going back there. And so she says, hey, since you're going back, would you get me my Halloween decorations? And I'm like, yeah, then I got to go in that back room, right? So she says, well, that's where they're at. So we go up there and it's got this apartment and the apartment, the tenants just moved out. So we're checking all out. We go into the the back room and that back room is, it's bigger than my house. Yeah. It's like, I I don't know how many square feet's back there. 2,000 square feet probably. Okay. I mean, it's maybe 1,500 square feet. I mean, yeah. it's big. Yeah. And so, um, so I get her on FaceTime cause I'm like, Hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And so she's kind of telling me what she wants. And then she says, yeah, go look at the headstone. I'm like, what are you talking about a headstone? So she's like, yeah, in the back corner. <laughs> so I, I walk back there and realize that my friend is not in the room. He's taking some of the stuff down the stairs and I'm like, shit. You're looking for a damn headstone. Are you kidding me? And so I go, there's no headstone back here. And she goes, yeah, there is. It says Edith. And I'm like, but it's not here. And she goes, no, it's on the floor. Because I am go, I go, these are just old windows. Oh. Sure enough, right there on the floor, it's just looks like. And, and my other sister said, well, is it just kind of a marker? And I said, a marker for what? Edith. <laughs> it's Edith. Like, um, what would need to be marked Edith? You so know, Edith I don't know. buried in the <laughs> but, basement. But it was creepy. Yeah. So, like, so I run away, basically, from that. And then my sister says, um, hey, do you see Grandma's little um, overnight bag she used to have? It was like this old lady bag that my grandma took with her everywhere. It was kind of like your toiletries bag from the 1960s or something. Yeah. 50s. So, um, so I said, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I go, it's right here. Cause I saw it as soon as I came up here, it's just right there. And James and I were talking about it. And she says, um, she goes, bring, would you bring that back? And I go, yeah, what's in it? Cause there's something in it. And she goes, well, open it up. So I open it up. It's got the freaking creepy ass doll in it. Oh, it's a Cupid doll from probably the 1910 era. Uh huh. And I'm like, and her wedding dress. So I'm like, cool about the wedding dress, creepy about this doll. And I'm like, Kathy, <laughs> you got this thing about creepy dolls. Yeah. So I had a really hard time with it. And so I brought it home. And I wasn't sure what to do with it. So it's in my garage. And so when I put it in my garage, I did have a talk with it to it. Mm -hmm. With it? my grandma. And I was like, I like, grandma, you know, I love you. And I would love to have this in my house. But, you know, I just can't. And I'm even laying in bed last night. Like, I can't sleep. I got a creepy doll in my house. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Like, so anyway, but... You know, my other sister's going, so did you take the creepy doll in your house? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to do with it. It's in my garage. My garage is attached. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. But I think, you know, I think because it's my grandma's, like, she's not going to scare me. She wouldn't do that. No. So 
so anyway, so that night we have dinner and we're the only ones, restaurants closed. So we're the only ones in the building, my sister and her family. And so we're talking and everybody there has a story about the um, upstairs. Because even my sister has seen something on the main floor, but it's the upstairs where everybody had a story. And so like my niece said, when she was about 12, my sister had a baseball. We're all baseball fans. And she had a baseball on her mantle, like the fireplace mantle up there. Mm-hmm. And Sophia got up to walk into the other room and something hit her in the middle of the back and turned around. It was the baseball. Oh, gosh. I was like, well, that's creepy. And then my nephew was talking about how, and I think we did an episode with him from that apartment years ago, a few years ago. Yeah, and so you can go did. back and listen to some of it. I remember But he that. saw a female figure. And like with an old timey hairdo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like she kind of leaned from the kitchen like it was just a shadow and he looked up and 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 so she kind of was leaning out and he's like, Oh my God, you know, there's something looking at me. So him and his roommate named her Chelsea. And so then um I'm getting all the chills talking about this. So then he um he another night he's by himself and he saw the same thing on the corner of his eye. And he said out loud, I know it's you. I saw you. And he said, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm just reading. And right then he saw her just walk across the the kitchen, which there was nothing, nothing to walk into. She yeah. walked through it. And I was like, Holy shit. And then my brother-in-law is like, He's really, there's nothing up there, you know, it's all good. But he's like, when my nephew, Giovanni, lived up there, he, you know, like had this vision thing of um, this woman who didn't like people drinking and all this stuff. And so then my nephew is like, oh, my God, maybe that was Chelsea. I said, well, maybe it was Edith. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, well, the damn tombstone that's up there. Yeah. And then that's when my other, my sister who lives there says, well, she goes, it's just a marker. <laughs> That's when we had the big conversation. Marker of what? And so Giovanni's like, it's not up there. And I said, oh, yeah, I just saw it today. And then my brother-in-law is like, let's all go look at it. And we're all like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's 10 o'clock at night. Last thing I'm going to do is go up there. But it was just like this. Everybody there had this creepy ass story about being upstairs in that. And then my sister was talking about one time they had um, had tenants that moved out. So they had cleaned it and they cleaned the windows. And so it's a pretty big staircase and about half the halfway up is where the door is and it locks. And then the rest of the way up the stairs, that's the apartment. So there's a little bit that would be anybody could walk up. So she's like, she looks up there and she's like, ah, oh, dang it, I clean, thought I cleaned that window. Someone must have gone up there and touched the window. So she gets up there and it's a little kid handprint and a bigger handprint. So she goes to wash it off and it's on the inside. And she took pictures of it. Mm. And it's on the inside of the window. That's spooky. Like, so we're sitting in this empty restaurant with the haunted upstairs, the haunted downstairs, a haunted main floor. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So I did got out of there and uh brought a creepy ass doll home. 
You brought the horror with you. But it was my grandmother, so I'm like, that's all good. That makes but it I'm a like, better. I'm literally last night I got home and texted my sister and said, When can you pick up this up? <laughs> the thing is, is I got the feeling it'd be like two weeks. Oh. I'm like, certainly somebody's going from my town to her town, and I can just send it. Like, here you go. Take this to my sister. She wants this. And after you send it, the doll shows back up on your porch the next morning with a cigarette. And it starts ashing it on your foot. Saying, why did you get rid of me? Why did you get rid of me? I'm here to bring you love. You were never mine. I couldn't get rid of you. You weren't mine. Now you're mine. (laughs) I didn't even know if I could share this story because it's in the attached garage. I was like, if I talk about it, will that make it worse? It will know that you're talking about it. I know it, Tony. It knows you're talking about it. It's just creepy. It doesn't necessarily like that you're talking about it. Late at night. But I love my grandma. I love my grandma so much. I loved my grandmother. She died in the, I don't know, early 80s, I think. No. And so I'm just going to talk about how much I loved her. And you quit talking like that. And, the, and let's just move on to another ghost story that will cheer me up. But grandma <laughs> had a secret. Grandma. Quit it, Tony. Practice black magic. Quit it, Tony. That doll was at the center of it all. I'm going to take off my headphones and I won't hear any <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> okay, well, let's continue on. Uh, let's, go, let's go to a happy ghost story. Can we start uh, with a happy ghost? Yeah. Uh, this one starts out, uh, this is a story about Carol Hughes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And it's a doll. It's like this a, has nothing to do with Carol Hughes, but oh, look, it's a story about a doll. It's like a biographical uh, story. Uh, here we go. It says, hi, everyone. Thank you for uh, sharing my story. I love listening to your show and look forward to every new episode. I've become more fascinated with stories since my experience, but have yet to hear anything like my own. So, my quest for answers continues. Maybe sharing this will help find those answers. My story took place around 1993-94. I was 18 years old and living in a small town in southern Utah. Living in a small town, we did small town things to entertain ourselves. One of the few but popular options among the high school population was to drag Maine. This consisted of driving from the end of Main Street to the other end, trying to link up with friends or meet new ones, preferably a car full of cute boys. Main Street was barely a half mile. I believe there are only two stoplights. My red Subaru hatchback was loaded full of my friends, more girls than seatbelts. We had taken several drags down the main and, and struck it out. So we decided to detour off the beaten path. There's a good chance we had a salt and pepper or George Michael album blaring from the factory speaker and peach schnapps concealed in our soda cups which could have easily been our deterrent but we were determined to make a connection so we left main street behind we had two options one drive through the town cemetery and tell a story of the devoted cat that comes and sits on her owner's grave every night since she died a story everyone in town has heard a million times it's now become a rite of passage You drive slowly through the graveyard, and if you turn your lights on this particular headstone just right, it looks like the silhouette of a cat 
Newcomers gasp. The rest of us pretend to. Like I said, small town entertainment. Or there is a second option. Curse the college or cruise the college streets. The heartbeat of this little town. In hopes of meeting someone new who hasn't got the memo to drag Maine. We opted for the latter and struck out there too. Damn Sultan Peppa. So, we were finishing up our detour and heading back towards Maine for one last drag down Maine before calling it a night. We were about four blocks away when we approached a stoplight, laughing about whether we had time to do a Chinese fire drill or not, and if you don't know what that is, it's everyone gets out of the car at a red light and runs around the car and tries to make it back to their seat before the light turns green. Like I said, small town fun. When suddenly I look up from our shenanigans and there in front of me were six men crossing the lane directly in front of us. All six men, however, were walking in single file, which seemed rather odd and unnerving for that hour of the night all in step with a straight back facing forward, some height and crossing from the right corner where a mortuary stood. It's the fact that didn't stand out at the time and really didn't even cross my mind until years later when sharing this location of this incident. The crossing from right corner mortuary to left where the school bus garage and Baptist church stood on opposite corners. We're frozen trying to make sense of what we were seeing looked out of place for this time of night or for any time really something was weird our frozen observance was quickly broken with a friend ordering me to follow them when the light turned green i made a quick left turn to follow them between the garage and church we rolled down our windows laughing at the oddity and searching for understanding of this bizarre scene through our laughter you could hear several of us questioning what are you guys doing Without saying a word, they continued marching in sync and staring straight ahead. They were met with only a profile of six faces, which only piqued our curiosity further. So we inquired again and again. We were non-relenting. Then suddenly, a response. But it wasn't the response we expected. It jarred us and froze us for a brief moment. As if in a choreographed move, they all quickly snapped their heads towards us, all six pair of identical eyes on identical faces, frames, and identical hairstyles. Coldly stared. It was like staring into a mirror that is facing another and seeing exact replicas of oneself repeating indefinitely. But here, it wasn't my face, but another. And it they shouted in unison, Go away. Suddenly, another shout woke me from my shock and disbelief, this time from my back seat. Drive! Now, on a side road, I was half a block away from the what was that? Another voice, we have to go back, turn around, let's follow them. Remember, small town fun. Why the hell not? We have nothing better to do. We are now only a small town block away. We flip around and head back. We were met with the void where they once stood they were completely gone it's the dark street nowhere for them to go no street lights business lights house lights nothing if they went into a building a light would be on 
no buildings to go in in that amount of time, just gone. We tried to make sense of it and drove along the cross street that separated the block we had just drove down and nothing. Defeated and confused, our laughter had turned into shock and silence as we headed back to the corner. We took the detour that lured us off track. We sat on the dark side street in silence, waiting for the red glow above the bath. The only sound was from my blinker, a steady sound signaling a left-hand turn, when suddenly we felt that it was tangible. The thought gives me goosebumps still to this day. Above us, it crept. Our heads snapped up collectively to see what above us could possibly be, and it was massive darkness, undeniable darkness, slowly engulfing us in its depth, in its mysterious shadow. The blackness weighed heavily upon our innocence. Suddenly, green reflected from our terrified eyes, and we were released from the clutches of the darkness. Before I had completed that left-hand turn to pick up where we had originally left off, we were all in tears, full-blown sobbing tears. We were shaken. No explanation. No answers. But real, undeniable, yet unexplainable fear. Fear that hit each of us the same. Made our skin crawl and our core shake and our eyes tear up and made us sink into areas of our soul we never knew existed seeking solace and an escape from the unknown. What do you think of that one? So, when they went back, they what exactly was that? When they went back, they were not there. The, the people were just right. gone. But they got a weird feeling like it was a feeling sort of yes, thing. Yes, it was a feeling sort of thing of uh, like they were trapped. There were some moments where they were just horrified but didn't know why. Well, because they just saw that. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the simple explanation. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As you were reading that, and I'm like, um, could be paranormal. But then. I lived in a really little town like that where you would drag Maine, you'd go out by the college, like you would do all those things. So it was very much like what we did, except no peppermint peach schnapps. I think, it, I can't remember what it was we snuck. I don't, it was something nasty. Anyway, so you would do that, drive around. Like maybe it was a bunch of guys just messing with people because they had nothing better to do either. It was the clan. You, I, don't I don't know. I'm like, I was thinking that, and I'm like, that's how you get other people in a small town is you do this crazy shit that you wouldn't do anywhere else because you're just messing with them because nobody's going to expect to see that. Yeah. It's just an idea. Could be, but I mean, but, they turned around right away and there really wasn't any place for them to go. It's like, well, yeah, but see, I'm trying to not think about scary shit tonight. So I'm trying, I'm just the, <laughs> I'm Carol the debunker tonight. So you're debunking okay? everything tonight. I'm the one who's got the creepy ass doll. It's going to be creepy if you looked out your window and you just saw seven men. Oh my God. Walking don't even, oh, I don't want to hear that because that would be creepy. And they all simultaneously, type, simultaneously turn their heads and look at you and they look exactly like George Michael on the Faith album. They got the little cross uh, like earring and then, and then they all look forward and they start walking again and they just keep going. Yep. That's I, I used the, to live with the, my friend, John, and 
So I was sleep. I was not sleeping. I was on my bed reading. So I had lights on in my room and it was nice. So I had the windows open and he had like this old timey wig mannequin, man, wig head figure. So mm-hmm. you just put your wigs on it. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm just laying in bed reading and I hear this scrape on my screen. Ew. So that scared the shit out of me. Right. And I look over and it was the, and I didn't go, oh my God, it's the wig head thing. I would scream. Yeah. Because it looked like this ghost head thing. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And then I heard him laughing. I was like, oh, you asshole. So I don't know. I I mean, I don't know what they could have been, you know, what exactly it was that they saw. Maybe if they all kind of looked the same, was there like a, I don't know. I don't know what they saw. Yeah, it could Pretty be creepy though. Uh, no matter what. Uh, yeah. A, a very creepy experience. And I, I think I would have been screaming just as loud as, as those girls had I been in that, right? uh, in that vehicle at that time, that would be a very yeah, uh, creepy experience. Uh, 855-853-4802 is uh, our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. And let's see if I can get this call to uh, open up here for us. Hi, let's uh, hear your ghost story. Hey, what's up? So this is probably not a story for Harper. Um, This is more of an adult story, but also a horror story at the same time. Um, So a few years ago, I had just gotten married. um, And me and my ex-husband, we were in the honeymoon stages. And, um, you know, we would do with most you know, what most newlyweds would do and just, you know, adult things. So, um, we lived quite a ways away from his grandmother. She was elderly and she kind of lived on her own. So we would drive to her house every weekend and, you know, check on her, take out her garbage, you know, make sure the dishes were clean and just make sure the duties that she really couldn't do were done. So, you know, routinely we go over there on the weekends. Um, she was Jehovah's Witness, so she would go to church on Saturday evenings. Um, so this one Saturday, she leaves and goes to church. Um, and my ex-husband, he's not my ex-husband, yes. Um, my ex-husband, he, you know, he wanted to do some X-rated things. And I was like, no, no, you know, we're at your grandmother's house. It's inappropriate. Well, he grew up in this house since he was a little kid. And so he basically had the same exact bedroom his whole entire life. Um, so he talked me into doing, you know, having sex with him. Um, so we're like going in, you know, we're newlyweds, we're freshly married, we're young. So we're like going in for like, you know, I'm talking about headboard banging, just, we were going in. Okay. And then in the mix of us going in, um, we hear like a knock and it wasn't like a bang. It was more like a knock, like as if someone heard us doing it and they were like, excuse me, like, what are you guys doing? You know? So he jumps up, I jump up, and we're both just like, oh my God, you know what? Oh my God. And we're like just getting our naked. I'm trying to rush, grab my clothes. He's trying to rush to grab his. Um, so he's like, on the count of three, I'm going to open the door. And I'm like, okay. So on the count of three, he opens the door and the house is pitch black. There's nobody there. So we go around the whole entire house thinking that, you know, maybe his grandmother's playing a trick on us or we don't know. 
So we're like, okay, that was just super weird. So at this point, we're just like, okay, we're done with sex. You know, maybe we should just do our duties and get ready to go home. Um, so that's when he sat me down and told me, he's like, well, you know, you know, my grandfather died in this house. And I'm like, wait, what? And why are you just now telling me this? Like, I've been coming over here, you know, by myself and this and the other. And he goes, yeah, you know, back in the 70s, um, I guess his grandfather was like really abusive to his grandmother. And in self-defense, she shot him and killed him in between the hallway and the room that we were in. So I was just like, are you serious? So after that day, I kind of really didn't go over there that much. <laughs> it kind of gave me the creeps um, that's first. And secondly, I told him this is exactly why I didn't want to do it because I felt there was something just not right. Um, so yeah, that is my X-rated ghost story. So yeah, I hope you liked. And I love the podcast. I love the show. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thanks. Wow. So like how did that not ever come up that his grandmother killed his grandfather? You think that would be in some of the conversation somewhere. That right, seems like quite he a got married, you know, yeah. especially when you're going over there all the time. Yeah, just and like she's Jehovah Witness, which makes it even weirder. It's just like, like fun antidote, you know, my so grandma. It's like and maybe it wasn't the same grandma. Maybe there was another like the house had been another generation so maybe it was like her mom killed her dad in that house that could have been it too but still if you're going over to that house all the time it seems like the first time you take somebody house like that you go oh my god so before we get there let me tell you about this yeah although i don't know maybe there's a lot of people who are just not as morbid as we are that would be like you know I, i hope they never have to find this out you know and yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, but I mean, he's also the guy who's banging his wife in the house. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's like. I, super. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I just. Um, <laughs> so, so there's. So the thought of it, you, you have creepy ghost grandpa watching you guys. So. Exactly. There you go. You made a porno for your. Uh, for his dead <laughs> grandpa. So. You're. You're. Um, you're horrible. Like he was a bad guy on top of it. Yeah. Creepy story. Thank you for sharing uh, that with us. That uh, is uh, going to uh, wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all those bonus episodes, the advanced episodes, the EPP bonus episodes every single week exclusively for you. Sign up again, ghostpodcast.com or Patreon and search Real Ghost Stories online. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.